dark snuck up on you. Yeah. It was like a blip on the radar, and you were terrified. It's like an old Nintendo dot, and you are terrified of it. You are listening to. How dare you? <laughs> no, you're not. They sold their equipment because they quit because they're bitches. <laughs> And that takes us into welcome to an episode of the Sofa Kingdom podcast. I am your only host that you need to know, Nelson. I'm the guy with the muffled voice, Ian. And Edward. <laughs> and Edward, yes. The afterthought. So, <laughs> speaking of afterthoughts, um, we're going to go into the greatest sports uh People, um, men and women, um, non-binary. Athletes is the word you're looking for. However, oh, yeah. however you identify. Yes. However, however you, identify. you identify, we love you um, yeah. and hate you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all fair. It's all fair. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go into our Mount Rushmore, and uh, we're going to just dive right into it. Uh, we'll start with Ian. Yeah. And, uh, well, the, yeah, the whole, whole premise is, is like, all right, if you had a Mount Rushmore, like, they, these athletes could stand alone. Like, let's judge all sports, like not you know, team sports, individual sports. And if you were looking at four people, men, women, that the whole athletic world could just look at and be like, okay, they could do at least hold their own in other sports. Like their athletic ability was that high that, you know, if they picked, like, maybe they're a basketball player or a football player. Right. But if they did like a ping pong game, they'd probably do pretty good yeah, just based yeah. off their athletic ability. Like Michael Jordan. I can't tell you how many memes I see of like they're, they're playing beer pong and then like there's Michael Jordan holding a beer pong in his hand. Like, yeah, he would know. probably be decent. Yeah, I they're mean, like you know. somebody's going home drunk. Exactly. Somebody's yeah. dying of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> and if he loses, he will hate you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. probably he will hate sue you. you. It and doesn't matter what it yeah. is. He'll punch your car window out. What he's doing, he will hate you. So with that said, then we have to eliminate golf because golf is not a sport. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Okay, good. So we're on the same we're on the same page here. It's very difficult. It takes a high level of skill. It's just it you know, I'm it does. pretty it does. sure you could beat the hell out of a lot of golfers. They just, yes. You know, they, you know. yes. When you and have a cart and somebody that carries all your shit, you're removing any of the difficulty <laughs> other than accuracy. You lose all street cred. I agree. Yeah, you lose I agree, your street yeah. cred. Those pants make you lose street cred as well. So <laughs> nothing plaid being worn with our athletes. It's also a lack of confidence. They're always like turning to the caddy and being like, well, "What do we think I should do? Is it a nine iron? Right, or yeah. Should I use a wood?" I mean, what that is is you're looking for somebody to blame when you fucking fuck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So golf is off the table. Ping pong off the table. Yeah. I mean, the movie Ping Pong Player. Yeah, that was good though. But isn't there when Balls a, of Fury? There was balls another of one. Fury, yeah, yes, Balls of Fury is another yes. great ping pong movie. Dodgeball <laughs> is is this on the table? They tried to make it an actual sport. I think it lasted like half a season. Yeah, you yeah. need Ben Stiller to make it an actual sport. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and just for yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave full lesbian roller derby out too, just for you know. God damn it! Oh well, that takes yeah. off three people from my yeah. list. All right, so instead of a Mount we, Rushmore, we have a lot of we have a lot of conservative Christian donators to the podcast, so we really you know we, we, have we weren't allowed. We weren't. <laughs> Holy shit! That's news to me. All right, this okay. is a privately this is a publicly traded company. Oh man! All right, so who would be your first athlete to go with? All right, I'll lead the. I'll, I'll start off. Uh, Multi-sport athlete. This is uh, I'm gonna go with Bo Jackson, not just because he was ridiculously fast in that old Super Nintendo game. Fuck um, yeah. You know, just pick him and win. But uh, Bo, Bo, you know, he's a very large dude. He's like six two, two twenty three. And actually, I just found out today he runs a four point one three forty, which is ridiculous. That means he's faster than Deion Sanders. That man was moving. Yeah. yeah. I had to run that fast in Brooklyn. Whenever I got my paycheck, back to my apartment. <laughs> That's what you get for buying those expensive sneakers. Yeah. You had to put them to use immediately. Listen, man, I pumped them shits up and I was out. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, he's, he's a really impressive specimen. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's not, you know, extra supplements in the cereal mm, that may Mexican have contributed. Supplements. Yes, exactly. That may have contributed to it. But he's just a fantastic athlete. I mean, he was an all star in baseball. He won the Heisman Trophy in college. He had like 141 home runs. And he was so important to Nike's company, that whole slogan, Bo Knows, back in the day, some Fuck people yeah. might remember, that they still, to this day, give him a million dollars a year, even though he has zero product line Damn. on the shelf. It's that's like a thank you note. That's what I need. I that, need a million dollars a year for just being me. How do you have a contract for like, here, That's that's that almost seems like, please don't go to anybody else. Here's a million dollars. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and I remember growing up as a kid, like Bo Jackson was such a huge deal. Everybody wanted to be like Bo. That was like right. another thing that you know, kind of be like Mike sort of thing. Yeah, kind of yeah. like a be like Mike. I said Bo was better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hate you when you beat him at golf. Yeah, no? that's right. No? That's right. Which is not a sport. But even even the way his career ended, his hip injury. Um, they said he was such a powerful human being that when he was tackled, the dude grabbed his foot. and He actually was running so hard, he dislocated his hip and fractured his hip in the same instance. Damn. And it ended up damaging blood vessels that, was go- that were going into the hip, which caused him to have AVN, which is avascular necrosis. Okay. His bone actually died and resulted in him needing a hip replacement in 1992. His bone wasn't strong enough for the muscle no. that was behind it. No, he was I, too powerful for his own joints. And I learned something new. Avian, I thought that was a bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not, to, not to be confused with Avian Awards, which is the Adult Video News Awards. Whole different injury. I have no idea what those are, sir. Yeah. Still a lot of hip injuries. A lot of hip injuries in the Avian. Yeah, oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Lots of thrusting. Um, so if I'm sticking one head up there to start this off, it's going to be Bo Jackson's head, top left of my mountain, two-sport athlete. And, you know, I, even as a kid, I didn't know shit about baseball or football growing up, but I heard the name Bo Jackson. So Solid, solid pick. All right. Um, I'll jump into my first pick, and I'm going to have to go with Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, to me, one of the pound-for-pound pound best boxers of all times. Uh, his career has an astounding 200 fights, 173 wins, 109 of those by KO with only 19 losses. Whew. He was the First to have an unbeaten streak with 91 fights. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Welterweight title winner. Uh, first to win a divisional world championship five times. Uh, he also won the Fighter of the Year award. And another thing that I find incredible about him is that he was also the first to start the Entourage. So not not to be mistaken for HBO's entourage. That, that yeah, would that entourage. would be something that you like. He brought in the flamboyant. Uh, the, uh, he brought in all the uh, the panage. He brought in that Ric Flair. Woo! Like he came in there and he was like, "I'm bringing my boys with me. We fucking people up. We're gonna do it in great fashion." And his hair looked great in his fights. I mean, it's like he gelled it to go in there, but yeah, he had you know, I, it's actually it's funny you mentioned that because a guy that will come later on my list, same sport, still identifies Sugar Ray Robinson as the greatest fighter of all time. He he so. he. So he, is he the person we could blame for how the boxers pussyfoot around once they start getting a streak going? Oh no, not, yeah, <laughs> they, they they're never gonna make him like Sugar Ray anymore. No, no ba- you know. back then the every, fighters, everybody fought. wants that streak though. So it's yeah. like, oh, they got a couple going. It's like, ah, that guy looks trouble. How about <laughs> that guy over there? Yeah. Well, you, you get you get into that bullshit notion where nowadays everybody's afraid to get a zero on their record, especially right. in boxing. It's like, okay, if I get a zero, I'm not marketable, and if you listen to Floyd Mayweather, he'll say, oh, well, if you got a zero on your record, how are you the best? It's not the same. I mean, you could also have a zero on your record because you had never been tested and you haven't fought anybody. Which is something Floyd Mayweather is accused of doing, fighting fighters out of their prime or when they're not in their best. We could do a whole episode on Floyd Mayweather. (laughs) You always hear of the games of like, oh, they want this size gloves and the person's Mm got to come down to this weight or they go up to this. There's so many little intricate games to be played to give yourself as much as an advantage as possible. And I would say back then, like when Sugar Ray Robinson was fighting, it was they fought the best of the best. They weren't shy about it. They went in the ring. They weren't afraid to lose. Like MMA, when you look at how they fight, wins and losses, like yes, some fighters are held to a higher regard because they haven't lost, but they're not afraid to fight whoever is in their way, the majority of the fighters. And Sugar Ray Robinson goes back to a time that's more like that in the sport of boxing. Absolutely. Yeah, I I have no problem with that one. Sugar Ray is going to go on a list with Julio Cesar Chavez, all the pound-for-pound greats of all time. He's Yeah, that's a solid choice. That's my first pick, and Ed, who's yours? All right, my first pick, it's going to be uh, Sean White. And in terms of action sports, it's pretty hard to find anyone who isn't dominating the way that he is in still and not just vert on skateboard but also in snowboarding um i forgot about him doing skateboarding he still does both and he still wins in both was he the one with the red hair 
He yes, he is the one with the red hair. It is that was him. I thought that was Carrot Top. No, no. <laughs> I mean he does bring props with him and shit. The snowboard, <laughs> skateboards. That's correct. Went professional at seventeen. Currently has twenty four X Games medals, Damn. three Olympic medals. Still competes in both snowboarding and skateboarding, and is still dominating. Where people are trying to catch up to the way he brings the flips and spins from snowboarding into skateboarding and his ability to do that allows him to do tricks other people just can't even do. So was he like an innovator in the sport? Like he created a lot of there's, these things? There's two people um, before him that you would say birthed the, the sport and, and essentially in the way that he does it. Mm-hmm. First, you have Rodney Mullen who created all of the ground trips. From the ollie, the kick flip, the heel flip, all of the ground tricks, that was all him. Tony Hawk took all of that and brought it onto vert. Put it in the air in a Mm. manner that people went, wow, that looks really difficult. Sean White took that all together and added the amplitude that snowboarding has and the flips and, and spins that snowboarding has with those flip tricks at the same time. I just wish he would have brought it to the video game because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Action sports has a long legacy of really shitty, shitty video games. Shout out yeah. to Dave Muir's BMX. Rest in peace, Dave. Rest in peace. Yeah, he was he was a, Shout out to Paperboy. A legend and yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the one of the games that you just like, it could have been and it wasn't yeah yeah but sean white sounds like a solid pick and that's so he's an olympic champion olympic gold medalist game x games medalist and he did it in two different uh genres i would say skateboarding and snowboarding correct that definitely makes him a fantastic athlete and that like i think x games should get more height like i I feel like they've kind of fell to the back uh, the last couple of years but any list of athletes and under great Go top any of it. You will find zero of the extreme sports athletes on any of those lists. They get zero recognition for their ability and the punishment that yeah, they the put risk, on their bodies. The risk that those guys take is unreal. Oh, yeah. When you watch some of those videos, they're insane. And it takes a lot of skill, determination, and like willingness to put your body on the line. Like I see them in the air. I'm like... There's no fucking way I would do that. I have trouble like getting off my bed. I'm like, I'm not jumping off of here. This is there's fucking high. Yeah, there's just a thing where the guy <laughs> guy's jumping a skateboard on a gigantic half pipe, and you just see him fly into the air, and then you see his board just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And he's just oh. he's just forty feet in the air oh, over yeah. hardwood, and you're just like, oh, well, that's that's just no, it's so <laughs> bad. Like the... I don't care what kind of knee pads you have on. That's that's a shitty day. Ten yeah, times out of ten. That's when the whole 10. crowd just goes. <gasps> oh. Holds their breath. Okay, he's still alive. Woo! <laughs> it, it is. It is at this point a a bit of a badge of honor for some of the uh, more known athletes that do the harder stuff to walk off. Sure. On sure. their own. Yeah. Where they take those falls, and you know the medics come in. They're like, no, 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 no. I need to get out to the backstage first. Sure. There's children here. I want them to see me on my own power. Yeah. Let me get out of here first. Not me. I want all the medics. I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have no choice sometimes. Let's be honest. There are some people where you're like, no, 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 motherfucker. We're getting a stretcher. You're not moving. Yeah. I think some of those sports in the X Games should move into the uh, Olympics because some of the shit that they got needs to go. Like curling? Get the (laughs) fuck out of here. How is that still a sport? (laughs) Yeah, there's very there's very few that it's great. managed to get into the Olympics. That's old money. That's yeah, somebody yeah. who's like, no, no, curling stays. Yeah, great, great pastime. <laughs> great pastime when you're drinking, though. You yeah, know? it is. <laughs> All right, moving right into our number two choices. Ian, take it away. All right, uh, I'm going to go with an Olympic athlete this time. Uh, with the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo, I think this is a good thing. She's been in the news lately. And yes, believe it or not, Ian has a female choice. Surprise, surprise. Oh, shit. Oh, the world's changing. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the greatest gymnast of all time, Simone Biles. Um, mm-hmm. Reason being, uh, she's got over 30 Olympic or slash world championships in gymnastics. Jesus. I believe she's the only gymnast that has a five-time all-around champ. That means every event classified together. Damn. She's been the best all-around five different times. 
She's also been on our national team since 2012. I'm not sure how old she is, but I know it's a long-ass time. She's yeah. pushing that, it now. That's a long time for a gymnast. Yes, because especially what she puts her body through. Sure. Also, the, one of the reasons I threw her on this, um, she, she says her gymnastics speaks for herself. I think she's a great role model uh, for young women. Also, there's a statistic about her, a rule, a certain clause that I think is one of the most impressive things <laughs> in all of sports. Oh, I gotta I hear this. this. I, I gotta hear this. this. Yeah, she's able to pull off moves that they literally call the Biles one, the Biles two. <laughs> and in certain instances, she was restricted from pulling these moves off in international competition because of the unfair criteria in which they're judged. In other words, she can pull off a move at such a high level that the judges cannot fairly judge it compared to other competitors because she is the only one that can pull it off and it's not safe for other gymnasts supposedly on the same level as her right to pull off i've never heard that i've never heard anything like that if you do that in any other sport no 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 no. you can't do that because you're too good how dare you be above my level exactly come back down here imagine like the pacquiao rule like you can't throw jabs in succession that fast you know like i was i was i was hesitant at first i wanted to put her on the list but i was like yeah she's kind of newer and now people but when the more you dig into it, the, what she's accomplished, I, I, I have no problem putting her up on my Mount Rushmore. She's, I've never heard a statistic like that in my life. And she plays for what team? Uh, she plays for the United States of America. America! America, <laughs> bitches! Goddamn right! So, yeah, I'm actually, I mean... I, Hold I'm, that down, Pakistan. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see her in the next uh, gymnastics team bring home some goals in the next coming Olympics. I think she's going to be a killer for a long time coming. Uh, she shows no signs of letting up. Um, if I'm jumping into my number two choice, um, I would have to go with an MMA fighter, uh, and I'm going to go with Khabib Nurmagomedov. Now, I had to practice Nmer- that Nmer-Gamedov? name in the mirror six okay. times. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the boogeyman to pop out. We're going to be getting a lot of those names in the next yeah, coming yeah. years. Yeah. Now, shout, I will to, say, shout out to Dagestan. I will say uh, it was definitely a hard one for me to dive into. I was looking at other fighters like George St. Pierre, um, Kamaru Usman, um, some of these guys that are just right now or in the past have been have killed it in their divisions as well. But going into Khabib Nurmagomedov's uh, record, um, he's 29 wins, zero losses. Three of those are against the Bear. <laughs> And a Kodiak bear too. No, yeah. bit, no little bitch ass American black bear. This is a this is a Kodiak bear. Yes, yes, and uh, also his girlfriend. So oh, eight KOs, eleven subs, ten by decision, and zero losses. I mean, so he's won both in striking and in submission. He's a black belt in sambo, which is a, a fantastic and hard fought sport in Russia. Yeah. Uh, you see some of the best sambo fighters. I, th- I think they all come from Russia, to be honest. The best I, ones do, yeah. yeah, yeah Or at least Russian satellite countries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see Putin doing it. It's got to yeah. do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, see, watching Putin do it is like watching Steven Seagal do it, right? Because, <laughs> Don't like, you ever disrespect Vladimir Putin like that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like, with Steven Seagal, like, he's just so unenthusiastically yeah. throwing people around. He's like yeah. those McDojo videos where they yeah. grab the head, and the guy's just like, ugh. They go yeah. flying across. The I'm room. I'm a, I'm a white guy with a ponytail and fuck Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll get back to the, the that's um, a, that's another podcast that we could we could do. I mean, and he's fought some really great fighters, so it's not like he got 29 victories and zero losses fighting chumps. Like he fought people like Rafael dos Anjos, Dustin Poirier, mm. Conor McGregor. Edson Barbosa, like these are some did the same thing to all of them too. Veterans. Them. He never looked sport. like he was doing the boxing game of dodging the hardest fight. He just who's next? Yeah, and right. once he beat them, he he wasn't looking back. Like he he proved that he was a martial artist first uh, before he was all about the money because he knew he was going to make the money. He was already in his mind the best fighter the UFC had to offer. And so like after beating somebody like Connor in such a fashion the way that he did, he's like, I don't even want to fight him again. He's like, I want to fight better fighters. Makes it such a sad thing, uh, with the passing of his father. Yeah. Um, that he's stepping down because I think of what he could have been. I mean he wasn't anywhere close to having anyone touch him. But you also have to say, who else is there for him to fight? Right. And you, in that division, no one. I and mean, you go out I mean, on top. Go, you're going to go in. You're going to take the risk of getting some form of damage against people that on most of the days of the week, you'd run over them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I don't see Oliveira beating him. I think he smashes him. 
Uh, Michael Chandler, he can wrestle, but not on the level yeah. of Khabib. I, I mean, think he would have had to meet somebody at a catch weight to fight, like somebody like an Usman or yeah. fight like a George St. Pierre. Someone at welterweight gives he, him a struggle. He's got the him. skills and the momentum behind him. It's like when Anderson Silva was at the top. Just his name alone, people would get in the ring and he'd win before the fight started. The, Mike, Tyson, like, the Mike Tyson aura. Yeah. This yeah. is this is the guy. Oh my God. He's the person I have to beat to become something. And not pe- only was he beating people, but he was doing it in a fact. He's dancing around the ring. He's making them look like chumps. I think Forrest Griffin walked out of a fight. Yeah, at one two, point. Uh, well, it, he. Anderson Silva went up to 205 and just toyed with I think Forrest there was Griffin. a little bit of crying as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and knew, Forrest Griffin was a G in the sport. Like, I mean, he was one of those guys who fought tooth and nail. Former champion. Beat Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yeah, I think he just realized he was just outclassed. He's like, I'm, I'm done. I, I got to get the fuck out of this. People ring. forget how good Anderson was back in the day. He yeah. was the Michael Jordan of MMA. No, so. he definitely was. And then he did MMA a huge service by uh, getting in the ring as a boxer and not looking like... What's that guy's name? That a gets complete piece of shit. Knocked out <laughs> by everybody. Oh, um, uh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. I need to talk about wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Talks a lot of shit. Yeah. Ben Kraken. Yes. Yes. Yeah, ben, ben Smacking. Ben Smacking. <laughs> ben Arskin. I think he um, has a knee fetish. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like your choice there, Nelson. Uh, Khabib, he, he's, you know what he's going to do. You, he doesn't hide his plan. He, you just can't stop it. Yeah. He goes in there, he grinds him out, and like, Ed said before he fought a fucking bear. I mean, like you have that as a statistic. When you wiki him, it's like fought a bear. Fought a bear. It's on there. <laughs> Conor McGregor close second, bear first. You yeah. know that's that's how it was for him. So that's the hierarchy. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. All right, Ed. Going into your second choice, my who next are we looking pick at? is going to be another person that uh, in sports that don't really get any recognition in terms of greatest of all time. Soccer. Sumo? What? Hell no. Uh, there, there, there's a bad motherfucker in sumo that's like half the size of everybody else. Enho? Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, fuck okay. yeah. I thought you were going to say Kobayashi. He's Kobe. Shout out to the July tournament going on right now. We're on day eight in Japan. There's I call nice. sumo so close. There's nice. nothing like seeing him bait and then throw them out of the fucking ring. Like, yep. oh, 220 beautiful. pound so professional sumo wrestler. That's Come, technique, man, yep. all the way. But yeah. um, uh, I'm going with uh, Travis Pastrano. Okay. Now, this is uh, someone who, in terms of the number of sports, it's ridiculous. So he started with uh, Supercross and into motocross, freestyle motocross, rally car racing, NASCAR, and then also did some of the truck outdoor series. Yeah, Travis Pastrana is a psychopath. He, He is a beast in terms of... Just about anything with an engine in racing. He sounds like he's from Loxahatchee, Florida. He might as well be. He <laughs> lives in the middle of nowhere, and he has the baddest-ass house ever if you want to do anything action sports. It, it, I, someone find out where he's from. I think he might be from up Pennsylvania way, where I'm from. I, I, <laughs> so he's got 17 X Games medals, 11 are gold. He does insane stunts. For instance, he went skydiving without a parachute. Caught up to the person that had his parachute and then went and put it on. He's recreated several iconic stunts um, from like Evil Knievel and and things of that nature. He didn't, didn't he jump the Grand Canyon? Yes. I, I at least jumped into it. One of the ones that I seen. Jumped into it, flew off the bike, popped the chute. Fucking lunatic. Update. He's from Maryland, USA. Okay. Just south of me in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, and one of the... <laughs> the Greatest things that he's he's really done, uh, especially for um, extreme sports, is had a very collaborative atmosphere. He's created an entire compound across multiple sports, regularly invites all of the different athletes to come down. And beat them. And he's revolutionized um, the way a lot of the sports is being um, approached in the circuits, where the... The ramps are engineered, so it's not a different ramp across every different tournament. So you're getting more consistency with your jump. The landing ramps are built in a way to absorb impact, so people are getting less injured. Nice. Revolutionized with foam pits. He, he travels around these, with the Nitro Circus, with too, With the Nitro right? Circus. Yeah. And they he do has a lot of crazy his stuff. own tour, and he has some beasts coming up behind him that are coming out of his compound, um, Ryan Williams being one of them who's 
also a multi-sport athlete as well who does BMX, dominates in that, and as well dominates in, of all things, scooter. Oh, wow. Wait, like Wait. the little push scooter with your foot? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. It, it is hilarious, oh, wow. but those little folding scooters were so big with children, yeah. they became a very formal way of getting around, unlike bicycles used to be when we were younger. You had yeah. me so until you said scooter, bro. Everybody had the scooters. <laughs> well, and it's very... I challenge you to a foot race, sir. Very popular. Right now, you heard it here first. I challenge you to a foot race. I will wear sandals. You bring your scooter. He, he, he like Sean White, is another athlete as well as Travis Pastrana that has tricks in their bag that other people just can't even do. I think and that's dope. unlike the Olympics and yeah. things like the X Games, that's what they want to see. They're not going to nerf you and say, you can't do that trick other people can't do. They deliberately go out to find people yeah. that can do shit no one else can do. I think you do. stunt progress when you create rules like the Simone Biles rule. Yeah. Like, because if she's the one that's pioneering those kinds of things because of her body, her physique, her training, her technique... Other people should aspire to be able to do those things. That's how you push the limits. I'm for no drug testing in sports. I want to see how good we can go. You know, I I want to see a genetic freak go up against a genetic. I want to see a mutant. I want to see Uberim. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see what the Soviet wrestling team looks like with no drug testing. Well, well, sir, well, powerlifting. Soviet wrestling team without drugs. Powerlifting is for you. There's two leagues. Yeah. One that's tested and one that's. Yeah. Untested. Yeah. You figure it so out. Which one out. is the rock a part of? <laughs> the Samoan golfing team. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's actually that's a crazy pick though, and I that's that's a name I did not expect to hear on this list. But Travis Pastrana is by far the craziest yeah. name. And you've sounds heard so delicious far. in a sandwich. The number the number of sports that he's accomplished in is is pretty ridiculous yeah oh that's pretty amazing all that's right. that's a out there choice but hell that's that, I like i'm fine it. with I that like one it. i'm Down fine with, with that it. all right so let's move into our third round draft pick all right uh starting with ian speaking of the uh steroid fueled soviet wrestling team that's very appropriate <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the guy who was voted by uh, the International Greco-Roman Federation as the greatest Greco-Roman wrestler of the 20th century, Alexander Karelin, also known as Alexander the Great, nice. Alexander the Experiment, the Soviet King Kong. <laughs> Alexander the Experiment, that's fantastic. This, this man's absolutely terrifying. I, I remember watching him wrestle uh, back in the 90s, and I remember watching him eventually lose that match to Rulon Gardner, I'll touch on that too, in the 2000 Olympic Games. Um, 6'3", 287, moves like a freaking panther. Um, definitely fueled with all the drugs in Eastern Europe. Uh, <laughs> his international wrestling record when he retired was 887 wins and two losses. God Both damn. of those losses came by only one point. It's, wow. it's never been seen. It will never be seen again. He won gold medals in the 88 Olympics, the 92 Olympics, the 96 Olympics, and finally finished with a silver in the 2000 Olympics against Rulon Gardner, Holy which shit. is Rulon Gardner's claim to fame. He was the guy that was on the weight loss show. Right. No disrespect to him, but in the Olympics that he beat Alexander Karelin in, there was a change of rules. When you had your hands locked behind your opponent, you could not unlock them at all once you had locked them. If you, did, if you broke the lock, it was a point deduction. Rulon Gardner, <laughs> Rulon, Rulon Gardner had some 52-inch chest. Big farm boy from the center of the United States. <laughs> Nothing against Rulon Gardner. He's an Olympic gold medalist, blah, blah, blah. But he's not the greatest wrestler of all time. He's right. not going to even get named with U.S. wrestlers like Dan Gable, Kale Sanderson, people like that. So he goes against... Sting. Well, he... <laughs> Sting. Sting is another <laughs> fantastic wrestler. So he goes against Alexander Karelin. Alexander locks his hands behind him. And for a brief moment, in the midst of the struggle, they saw Alexander change his grip. And for that brief moment, in the previous Olympics, it would have been fine, but the refs didn't even know what to do. It even took a while to deduct the point because they were like, did we just see what we see? Are we about to do what right, we're about to right. do? So uh, it's not like he was forced to no, release it. He, he was making he a change He of wasn't grip. taken down. He was never threatened Fuck. once. They deducted the point for the hand change. Rulon goes on the win. Now, that, once again, not trying to be a Soviet supporter here. I'm just sure. saying, if you compare My the – Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you compare the accolades of Alexander Karelin to any other wrestler in Olympic history, it, he stands alone. I mean, he went on to – he's now in politics. 
he's a member of the Vladimir Putin party. Oh, well, if you're from Russia and you know what right, that's where you're going. Yeah. (laughs) He's actually, ironically, he holds a PhD and uh, the name of the PhD, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating this, is method of execution of the suplex and the counters and integral, integral training systems for top level Olympic wrestlers. (laughs) That is the name of his PhD. And, and he has that, a book for dummies as well, right? <laughs> that has to be the most Russian PhD I have ever heard. Absolutely. I think the man is amazing. I'm, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, if you, if you haven't Googled this guy or looked at YouTube videos on this guy, Alexander Karelin, he's, he's, in my opinion, the greatest Olympic wrestler of all time, and he terrifies me. I'm he's, a horrifying looking human, he's a horrifying-looking human being. That sounds fucking amazing. So his head is going right up there on Mount Rushmore, and I don't think anyone could stop him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to try. <laughs> All right. It seems like we do have a lot of fighters, a lot of extreme sports. Um, you know, we're, we're thinking outside of the box. I think fighting is one of those athletic endeavors that, uh, unless you've personally undertaken it, you don't understand just how uh, difficult a process it is, the training, the vigorous uh, skills and, and, and things that you have to bring to the table, like endurance and eating right and the mental breakdown, like good days, bad days. So uh, I think that brings a lot of top athletes into the fold. Into the fray, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think as far as more traditional sports, uh, with my next pick, uh, he's a very untraditional guy, household name. Um, He's one of the best hockey players, if not the greatest hockey player of all times. He played uh, 200 points in one season, four times. Um, he's also, uh, um, he holds 61 NHL records, uh, 40 during a regular season, 15 during the playoff season, and six during all-star season all records and all accomplishments this man has brought to the table, uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Um, I think wow. even as a kid, uh, after the Mighty Ducks, uh, <laughs> I think everybody kind of got Emilio. into hockey. Yes. <laughs> we were all triple deacon in our backyards with our rollerblades. <laughs> and, uh, um, when I started deep diving into hockey and what a fantastic sport it was, and I played a lot of roller hockey as a kid, um, you know, Wayne Gretzky was just undeniable. Everybody wanted to be like Wayne Gretzky, just a fantastic scorer, unless you were a barbarian and you just wanted to beat people up, which <laughs> the enforcers do very well. They yeah, have a purpose. Never. Yes, yeah. I was all about speed and moving in and out and shooting goals. Um, so uh, to me, Wayne Gretzky was like the epitome of, of hockey. Now, and that's sad to say because I was a diehard New York fan. Like growing up in New York, you had to like the Rangers, the Yankees, the Knicks, <laughs> or they would fuck you up, right? <laughs> like you, you had to have something so special in New York to be even acknowledged. And like Wayne Gretzky was What's one interesting of those guys. about Wayne Gretzky is he, he is known and acknowledged by anyone who regularly watches hockey, anyone who plays hockey, the players, the writers, the commission as the greatest hockey player. It's not like basketball where some people will say one person, some people will say another. In hockey, it's Wayne Gretzky. There is no argument. How dare you even attempt to bring yeah. up another fuck? <laughs> not unless you're trying to say the best goalie. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. It's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. And I believe, was it Patrick Wall? <laughs> the best the best he was one of the baddest motherfuckers when, when we used to play well yeah. even, even me I, I don't shit about hockey and the name Wayne Gretzky is like synonymous with Canada oh know? yeah absolutely I think syrup I think you know <laughs> and Wayne Gretzky <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle Wayne Gretzky that's right that, that's Canada to me <laughs> and in proper Canadian fashion, a, a great role model. Never an issue ever came out of or was ever heard of with Wayne Gretzky's name. No driving drunk, no beating his wife, nothing. No, no. no. He, he, was, he was a family man. He was an icon, still is an icon. Um, they have awards named after him that are given to other hockey players. <laughs> so it's like... Like, oh, you can be like Wayne Gretzky on some small level. Here's an award. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, George St. Pierre, two of the greatest Canadians of all time. Oh, yeah. Are they the only great Canadians? Uh, Lannis Morissette. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they are the only great Canadians. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't it ironic? Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, All right, Ed, who's right. going on your third For spot? For my next pick, this is going to be um, out of a competition that is a day-long, grueling competition that demands stamina, physical strength, athleticism. It is Sasuke, Ninja Warrior. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm loving Wait a second. Ed's Sasuke, picks today. Ninja now, Warrior? Not the American version where there's always some kind of a winner. You're talking about I'm talking the proper original... Sasuke the Japanese version. Mount Midoriyama. Exactly. 38 seasons, only four people have ever actually completed. There's one person uh, that uh, the most recent, Miramoto Yusuke, sorry, Yusuke. Because I'm hype. Yeah, well, Japanese is a little complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's the most recent winner. He's won twice, a feat that's only been accomplished two times. With, with him and one other person. So every year, this competition gets more grueling, much harder. And he is under a very small elite people that they call Kenzen Shiha, or complete domination of the course. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so and, not, not the bastardized, like, easy pop culture right, one right. that, like, No, you know. not the American version where they take the people who did the best. In the Japanese version, you fail... You fail. Get the fuck out. You don't go to the next course. There isn't a, you had the best time. No, no, no. Right, right. You couldn't hold on to that wall. Goodbye. You also, you also might the die. <laughs> Goodbye. You might die. You, might die. Like, you, know, you fall, you fall. Like, that's, yeah. that's, you know. It, it, it's a, and most people don't realize that that is actually filmed all in one day. So they do all of those courses all in the one day, and then it's just parsed out a little at a time. Damn. So who's this? What? Who's this guy's name? The guy that got the total domination. So Morimoto Yusuke. He's How many the most times has he won? Twice. So wow. he's the most recent winner. There's only been four winners ever. Um, him and one other had won twice, but the 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 two most recent have been uh, him, I believe. So on the most difficult versions of the course. He has been the winner. So the only thing left for them to do is a fight to the death between the two. <laughs> I think we should set this up. <laughs> yep. Damn. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. So I've actually seen some videos recently of uh, American Ninja Warrior for like uh, kids under the age of like 16 and 15. And like, yo, it's pretty wild actually how fast, how agile these kids are like. They destroy the courses. Like they're made for their tiny bodies, but the Obviously, athleticism that's shown—it's—it's—it's it's, it's fucking wild. It's, I was like, "What a great idea for developing joints." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is spurred a uh, renaissance in the parkour movement that was coming out of France. Parkour, parkour. Yes, because um, some of the best ones from America that had started going to the competition and actually getting properly invited to the Japanese version were American stuntmen and people that did parkour because it was the thing that translated the most over as well as a handful of rock climbers because of the amount of upper body endurance that you needed for some of the areas of the course. So I, have a, I have a whole shit ton of tape to watch now on Yusuke Morimoto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that one office episode where uh, they were doing parkour all over the office <laughs> that sparked this great interest in I just, I just remember the crab fisherman from the original like, uh, oh, Ninja yeah. Warrior. He would stand yeah. there with like the necklace of crabs and he would yes. climb masts and shit. I was like, this guy looks horrifying. His, his training was uh, a rope climb that was in a 45 degree angle on his boat that he would just use his hands Holy to climb shit. up. Well, they don't make them like they used to. That's like the Sugar Ray Robinson of, yeah. uh, of, of yeah. Ninja Warrior. Yeah. You know? I remember when they were trying to bring like UFC fighters as well to do American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I think it was like Felice Herring. Is, what's, what's Felice her Herring, yeah. Yes, yeah. She failed so bad. They're like, let's just give her a second try just for the... And she failed again and it was like, oh man, please stop. Um, yeah, the Japanese version... <laughs> make sure to check out Felice Herring's OnlyFans account. You know? <laughs> 
because they pay them UFC fighters enough, you know. J- Japan doesn't fuck around. There's no second try. As soon no. as you like, as soon as you kind of fail, you failed. Yeah. yeah. I I got a whole new respect for the Ninja Warrior thing. The, at least the original version that you're talking about. When they invited Paul Hom, he was an Olympic gold medalist from oh, 2008. Yeah. I don't think or, he made it past the first course. No, it was 2008 or 2012, and they invited him. Theoretically, like you know, Simone Biles won five of those. He was theoretically the best overall gymnast on the planet at the time. Didn't make it through the first obstacle. God damn. So uh, there the you go. Original, yeah, the original <laughs> Sasuke, it is a motherfucker of a course. Now, does he wear a costume? There are some people that show up <laughs> I, for comic like relief full and they do wear full <laughs> costumes. Full G string. Oh, yeah. No, that nobody needs to see. <laughs> I need to see. That. Japan gets very weird. Yes, yes, yes. But some of their shows are fantastic. Most, I, uh, most extreme elimination challenge. Yes, <laughs> yes. But when they bring them over to America, they water them down. They don't do them the same yes. way, and then it just destroys the show. Like you got to leave it in its original format. People are getting hurt. They're getting thrown into walls. <laughs> That's what makes it in, funny. Yeah, like one inch of water. They're like, no, it's just mud. Smack. Yeah, <laughs> a rock in it. <laughs> and they're not. They're not even uh, playing for anything other than beating the course. There isn't a giant. Honor. Prize at the That's end it. or anything. Honor. It is purely <laughs> yes that that somebody won. Um, and unlike uh, what you see with some of the Americans, when it first came to America, you did see some of it. Um, they would actually help each other out, give each other tips, pointers where people failed and things like that. You don't see that in the American version anymore. When it first came over and it was on G four, you did see that because some of the Japanese players would be dealing with the Americans here. Right. And there was that collaboration that was going on in Japan where it was more about a human being able to beat this ridiculously difficult course instead of being one human versus another group of humans and somebody being better than everybody else. I set up a similar competition when dating. I was like, they have to be <laughs> superhuman. They yeah. have to get through all of these things. If they want to climb Mount Midoriyama, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You better have those fisherman well, hands. The, 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 the last piece of Mount Midoriyama is only a 30-second challenge, so that's not all that much. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, that's what they get. That's that prize, baby. If you ain't first, you last, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh man oh god I don't know. i've been liking ed's picks man he's making us go on some weird roads here it's, yeah, this is yeah. what i like well that's what eddie's specialty is weird, weird roads, roads. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're moving on into our fourth and final pick all right i'm gonna finish off my mountain with what could possibly be the most important in my mind could be the most important athlete of all time um, I know a lot of people from the Vietnam era and the 60s are going to get angry at me right now, and that's fine. Turn your hearing aids down. Prop your feet up. <laughs> relax for a little bit. Sylvester this is, Stallone in yeah, Rambo. This is an opinionated show. <laughs> let, me, you know, let me pick my guy. That's right. Um, so anyway, I'm going to go with Muhammad Ali, the late, the great uh, Muhammad Ali. Yep. Um, reason I'm going with him, uh, 61 fights, 56 wins, five losses. Um, and all this being said, five years of his career were – actually taken from him in his prime due to Robbed. his yeah due to his stance on vietnam a political activist there you go yeah and and as a result we got to factor in that all his accomplishments everything he's done five years of it could have been added on right mm-hmm. so um he won the title beating Sonny liston who's arguably i mean if you, especially if you talk to mike tyson who's arguably the, one of the scariest fighters in heavyweight boxing <laughs> if history. mike tyson is calling somebody scary they're fucking scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, mean, I think he was like a, he was like a money collector for the mob. I mean, Sonny Liston was a bad dude. Out of prison, Ooh. he was a monster. That's not a man you want to see saying you owe me money. No, <laughs> my, 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 yeah, Here, Son- take my yeah. children. Sonny, Sonny Liston used to punch the souls out of people. Oh yeah. But Muhammad Ali beat him in a huge upset, 1964. Uh, Muhammad Ali was a gold medal winner at this time in the Olympics. Um, won the title in '64, and I think his last uh, defense of it, or the last time he claimed the belt, was in 1978. And you're never going to see that again. Damn. That's uh, a 14-year span. First person ever to capture the heavyweight title three times. Um, I think there's a CompuBox number. And this is before CompuBox, but statistically, he was hit over 200,000 times in his uh, in his career. Which is that I mean, just in ring? That's in ring. So yeah. that's not even counting. Wow. That's not counting training. sparring. That's, that's not like even counting sparring. Half the amount of hits that Floyd Mayweather's wife took. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And that was that was in one evening. Yeah, there was no so, computron there. Yeah, yeah, there was no no there was no one to throw in the towel in that living room. God damn. Floyd, if you're listening, fuck you. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, 
Yeah, Muhammad Ali, I think he just he transcended the sport. I mean, mm. there's a lot of people. There's a reason they call him the greatest. Um, people throw out names. They'll say, well, what about you know the Evander Holyfields? What about the Mike Tysons? What about other people that you could throw in the ring? Right. This is what I will say. Muhammad Ali, especially if you compare him to the other name they throw out there, Mike Tyson, when he competed against the greats of his generation, and I'll happily argue if people can name the greats of Tyson's generation. I mean, who who did he beat that was anyone of substance? I mean, other than Spinks towards the end, you know, the end of his career. Um, Mm-hmm. I can't really think of any great names that Tyson... His name itself is what dominates that whole era. That's right. the only person that seemed to yeah. matter. And well, did I, he fight I, Ivan Drago? Ivan Drago? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Drago. I don't know. <laughs> Ivan Jackoff? No, I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think they made that fight. Oh, okay. Um, right. But Mike, Mike, I think, was a victim of his own... He, he, it's not his fault that he competed in a time where the water wasn't very deep in the heavyweight right. division. I think he, you're right. He just stood so high out of the water that that's the only one Pearson cared about. And he brought about. a fierceness to boxing that nobody has seen. So like, right. like in Anderson Silva, he had this aura, like you had mentioned before, yep. around him that people were just like, I'm going to get in the ring and I'm going to get my block knocked over. Right. So they're beaten before they even step in yeah. there. Yep. And Tyson, the reason I, I don't qualify him, and this isn't the Buster Douglas thing, this is the great names that he fought of his time. The Evander Holyfields, the Lennox Lewises, they beat Tyson. They beat him. Now, you could chalk that up to discipline. You could chalk that up to um, uh, Gustamato not sticking around long mm-hmm. enough to coach him. Yep. You chalk that up to Don King being a shitbag. Even mental instability, which you, Yeah, it does play proven, a factor. Yep, it yep. does play a factor. Teddy Atlas talks a whole thing on how he thinks Tyson you know, mentally wasn't a fighter. Athletically right. and ability-wise, he thinks Tyson had it. He said, but mentally, there, it wasn't right. the fire that he needed. Yeah, once he lost his coach, that went out the that window. Was All it. his confidence left with him. That was it. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali fought in a time where the heavyweight division was as deep as it's ever been. You had Floyd Patterson. You had Sonny Liston. You had Joe Frazier. You had Ken Norton. You had George Foreman. And then he fought past that. He fought into the, he fought the Holmes, the Spinks. I mean, he fought over three decades of great fighters and he beat most of the people, almost all of them that they put in with him, including Mm. fought Joe Frazier three times, 15 rounds. They don't even do that anymore. I yeah, mean, I think that that's barbaric. It's, it's, exactly. And it's not that the way Tyson says, it's not that he was outstanding in any certain area. He just, in all aspects of boxing, he superseded everybody. He would drag you into the deep water past the 12th round, the 13th, the 14th round, and he would drown you. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you look at any athlete today, especially black African-American athletes, they see the importance of Muhammad Ali. In a time where you did not stand up to the U.S. government. When they said, yep. you're going to war, you went to war. You shut your mouth, you stood in line, and you went to war. He's the first person to say, why? Right. Why am I doing this? Look at what they did to Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis, another name I wanted to put on this list, fought for the government. Died broke and destitute. IRS took mm. everything from him. So I have a tremendous amount of respect to Ali. I think his death a few years ago hit me really hard just being a combat athlete. Sure. And I th- would be happy to say I'm putting him on my Mount Rushmore, and his head would probably be a little bigger than the rest of the people's. So. Nice. Okay. So it's so. like mine. Right, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid, solid pick. All right, going into my fourth and final pick. Um, this one was definitely my favorite pick of all, you know, being from Brooklyn, New York, being a Puerto Rican. Um, this is like one of the sports that comes out of our country, a lot of great uh, baseball players. Uh, is I'm going to go with uh, Derek Jeter. Um, He's a shortstop for the New York Yankees. His accolades are amazing. He's a 14-time All-Star champion, five-time World Series champion, five-time Golden Glove Award, uh, five-time Silver Slugger Award, two-time All-Hank Aaron World Series MVP. Um, He's Mr. Steal Your Girl, uh, along with stealing 358 bases. (laughs) And probably the best thing to come out of uh, Derek Jeter's uh, achievements, uh, dating Jennifer Lopez. That's up there. Uh, That's yeah, up it's, there. It's, it's right up there. I mean, he's no Ben Affleck. I mean, Ben is the king of the Jennifers, but... Yeah, he gets around there. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ben. How's rehab going? <laughs> he was the captain of the Yankees. He led his team the way that you should. Um, he was one of those guys who definitely surpassed his role as just being a great athlete, 
he was one of the greatest baseball players of all time, if you ask me, especially in the modern um, age of baseball. Oh, you mean the, the, the age when when actually black and Hispanic people could play? Yes. You know? oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Well, Babe Ruth. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. He he represented our people well. And if you dated him, you got a gift basket uh, on the way home. He would have the women (laughs) pick up at his house uh, with a limousine to take him home after he was done. And a gift basket uh, for the ladies. There you go. There you go. (laughs) To go home with as a great thank you for sleeping with me. Everyone with that Tiffany's bracelet, congratulations. You're in the club. Well done. Well done. (laughs) You are an MVP all your own. We'll make a Mount Rushmore for you guys later. Don't worry. You'll get your shout outs. No, yeah, Jeter's definitely, I mean, and it, like baseball, just like NHL, is something I don't know a lot about, but the name Derek Jeter is just synonymous. Yeah. When you think of the modern baseball, I mean, his name pops into my head with like a Ken Griffey, with a Gal Ripken. I mean, just one of the great baseball players in modern times. And his name, Derek Jeter, is synonymous with New yeah. York. And like a Michael synonymous. Jordan, he was a leader amongst men in his teams like these were guys that like when jordan hit the hit the basketball court everybody was going to follow his lead and he was going to take you to victory Derek jeter was one of those guys who delivered for his team time and time again as a a yankees baseball player take fucking notes lebron (laughs) (laughs) your space jam looks like trash by the way i seen the preview lebron not gonna see it lebron (laughs) it looks so bad oh god so bad bad. yeah yeah All right, moving on from LeBron James' lackluster movie preview. <laughs> All right. And for my last pick, oh, no. I'm going with someone from the cycling world, but not Lance Armstrong. No, no, what? no. What? <laughs> the number 13th guy this, who didn't test <laughs> positive. <laughs> this person wiped the floor with everyone around the 30th mile or the first leg of the Tour de France with a piece of cardboard. <laughs> I've never heard of this. If you haven't seen, there was a spectator who was so far out on the road, she knocked down what had to have been a hundred of the cyclists. (laughs) I did see this. With a piece of cardboard. This just happened, right? This just happened. (laughs) She has done more for the cycling world. (laughs) Than anyone since Lance. Since Lance Armstrong (laughs) in years. Oh, my God. That shit was so good. Is she going on your Mount Rushmore? Is that woman going on your Mount (laughs) Rushmore? No, but I just wanted to mention it. Because that shit was hilarious. Oh, the whole right. race was stopped by a piece of cardboard is, from a spectator. How in the hell? Never mind. Was there, just... was, there was literally people with concussions, broken bikes. She's looking at two years in prison. God oh, my damn. God. For an and, accident or was it done deliberately? And a $3,300 fine. No, it was an accident. Uh-oh, she was looking on. at oh, the camera yeah, instead of the race. So she didn't see they were coming up behind her. She was trying to show her yay grandma grandpa sign to the camera, and she just now was she's right doing two in years in a Paris prison. Hard yeah. time. They found her fucking quick. That wow. That woman got didn't even really get out of the area. They found her before she you got in. Grandma and grandpa gonna go visit her in jail? <laughs> Hell no. They don't allow visitors in the gulag. <laughs> No, but for my actual pick, I'm going to pick someone who's probably going to piss people off more than her. Oh, this is good. This is a five-year champion in a sport that is essentially athletics, CrossFit. Okay. It is the sport of who is more athletic than everyone else. And is the winner, Matthew Frazier, for five years in a row in a sport where... Every single thing that you could think of is in it between trail running, regular running, swimming, deadlift ladders, throwing heavy balls, you know, everything that you could think of from powerlifting type movements to bodybuilding type movements to getting on a bike to jumping over the barbell because fuck it, it's there. Use that as well. Yeah, guys, guys it, like Matt Frazier, Rich Froning, they're beasts. It they're, is the sport of athletics. And when you say the greatest athlete the sport that is athletics the winner five years in a row is arguably the greatest athlete yeah you could say that yeah, yeah i definitely say arguably because <laughs> <laughs> i mean crossfit is dope but is it a sport <laughs> i mean that's like uh, gaming online like it's on espn <laughs> now get the fuck out of here you're the you best at working out you're the best at working out yeah get the fuck out of here 
I don't know. I, Matt, Matt Frazier's pretty good shape, man. I don't yeah. know. He's, I, you, you know what? I'm with you guys. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> you can throw Iron Man in there then. You can, oh, you know, man. Listen, I was not going to argue with any of your outside of the box picks. <laughs> So you brought in Rich Franklin. <laughs> Rich Franklin. <laughs> Shout out to former UFC champion remember, Rich Franklin. I can't even remember this guy's name. Rich Bronin. Rich Bronin. You know, Rich Bronin. All right. No, 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 no. It's Matt Fraser. His pick was Matt Fraser. <laughs> oh man, Parcheesi champion. All right, cool. All right. Well, I guess we're just throwing this shit out the window. No, um, I'm picking The Rock. No, The Rock is my next pick. Nah, I, I, the Rock is my next pick. Yeah. <laughs> Intercontinental champion, WWE champion. Couldn't make it in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, but he's a superhero. You're right. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. That's right. Is Black Adam really a superhero? He's a villain. But he's, he's supposed to be a villain, but since it's The Rock, he's now a hero. Yes. Okay, they're going to spin Or it. an anti-hero. <laughs> Future president of the United States. Oh, man. All right, so who's your lacrosse guy again? <laughs> Matthew Frazier. CrossFit champion. Five years running. And because of this podcast, he's going to be a household name. Too that's trash. A, that's a, a lot of hate on CrossFit. Jesus God. Oh, yeah. It's an easy target. No, no, but CrossFit is dope. I like it when they come into the jujitsu gym and then they get their asses kicked and then they go back to CrossFit <laughs> a week later. No, it's cool, though. It's cool. It's a really smooth transition. <laughs> it lasts about two hours. That's right. About two hours. <laughs> Followed by some soul searching. Yeah, that's right. And some protein and, checks. And, um, yes, and then an immediate cancellation of their free week trial. Seems a loss of your man card. Yeah. <laughs> I found that powerlifters do a lot better in jujitsu than than crossfitters. They stick around longer. Yeah. They do. They do. They they're, do well, you know. they're they're a lot more used to grinding it out. Yeah. No, I think I think uh, honestly, it's a legit sport, and it's it's a solid pick for a guy who I've never heard of. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I will say this: it's hard. It's it's very hard. I I do Murph once or twice a year for Memorial Day, Veterans Day. Is he nice to you? He is nice. <laughs> Murph, Murph is very Murph. sweet to me. Does he got tough hands. He does. He does. He lotions them. He lotions them. He gets in there. But no, it, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's just sure. it's, it's it's hard to to do a workout with a high pace, and then like you're moving from one athletic motion to another. Uh, trying to get your heart to pump blood to different muscle groups at the same time. It is difficult. It's just not my thing. It's, yeah. it's, it looks like a bad day to me. Yeah. I, I enjoy my power lifting, but that, that just the, 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 the pace that you have to keep up with the CrossFit games and all that, it does not look like fun. It's also just very unforgiving to people that are new to like even fitness. I mean, you're, it's not a good idea to tell someone who's new to fitness to deadlift with shitty form 15 times as fast as possible. Right, that's how you get hurt. Yeah. 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 The yeah. majority of the exercising injuries that I know is from people trying CrossFit and having a bad coach yeah. who wasn't teaching the form properly before telling them to do it as many times as they could for two minutes. Yeah. If, no. you, if you work in orthopedics, just go to a CrossFit gym and hand out cards. You're, you're set. <laughs> I mean, you, you got your first couple months full of clinics. Like, yeah, that's good. just like the massage parlor right next to the jiu-jitsu academy. It's just yeah. like, come on in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you could, if Happy you, ending. If you could find somebody to teach you it properly and you're in the class that's fantastic to keep you motivated like matt frazier <laughs> but it's so easy to find someone who's shitty got certified doesn't teach you things properly and you blow out your back or your shoulder doing clean and presses with shit form because you're trying to get as many as you can for two minutes yeah. but i thought they were weightlifting why are they cleaning the presses because <laughs> <laughs> twitter ate their lunch oh, okay. so yeah. they're all going out of business damn it yeah, that's, that's an issue I have with chiropractors in general is depending on how they were trained, not having a knowledge of what they're treating. Mm -hmm. You know, you have some guy come in with a disc herniation in his lumbar spine. Hey, let me adjust you real quick. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, I can't feel my feet. Ah, oh, you're fine. Go home <laughs> soaking the bathtub. Epsom not, salts. That's just salts. not having the ability to say, hey, you need somebody that's a little more of a specialist and somebody who just cracks your joints. Yeah. You need to go see an actual doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Not a flim flam. Who man. took yeah. medical yeah. training? Yeah. Not a guy in a sub zero outfit. <laughs> Come here. Get over here. Get over here. That, that's Scorpion, by the way. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we ran with it. We ran we with did, it. We did. We did. Close enough. They both were masked. All the way to the wall. <laughs> I mean, I, 
I'm personally proud of our Mount Rushmores today. They had, they you know, they had, they, I think one one woman on one of the Mount Rushmores. There yes. we did. We had a woman on there. Matt Fraser guy. Yeah, they were they were multi multi ethnic backgrounds. You know, yes. I think we did very yeah, well today. I, I think so. I like yeah. it. We represented USA, USA. Mother Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto yeah, I Rico. Think, I think uh, see, the Soviet was Union. USA, was Japan. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean, the cyclist I was talking about, she's she's from France, I believe. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> that poor woman from the village in France. Yeah, yeah. She's being beaten in the gulag right now. <laughs> they they with, haven't with even toast. released her name. They, oh, won't, they won't even release her name. Cause when, they, when they release the her name, we'll, we'll send her, uh, we'll send her a Sofa Kingdom uh, shirt. Yes, we'll that's right. She gets a free shirt. Thanks for being a good sport. Shit, I don't even get a free shirt. What do I got to do? Knock over some fucking cyclists? You got to knock over the Tour de France <laughs> and do two years in a European prison. I'm on my way. <laughs> Not to prison, though. I'm too pretty for prison. Especially a European prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a European prison. They're different like, standards. Would you like us to butter your roll? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah they... they... In the United States, it's just roll. There's no butter. It is pronounced croissant. Croissant. And on that note, uh, thank you for listening to the Sofa Kingdom podcast. Catch you next time. Woo!